Michael, Michael, I have a couple of I have a couple of things I would like to talk over with you. Well, okay, I'm so, okay. Yeah, so hear me out. Let's talk about something you probably didn't pick up on when we went through the checklist. Normally, we get to the section for dice, and I just do whatever because I, I use I don't use physical dice. You've you've long um, I've been a hold just out. clicked been a hold little out. dice buttons on. But I like yeah. to consider myself a digital native when it comes to tabletop role playing games. Well, and, and that's fine because you're the eldest millennial. I, I am. Know. I think I am the <laughs> eldest millennial. So yes, I have physical dice at this point. Yeah, this I'm physical dice yeah, is pretty cool. Yeah, I did. I was really excited. It was you'd never forget your first, right? So, but if I roll this <laughs> no, dice, you <laughs> sometimes you want to. <laughs> so if I roll this dice, you should see the results show up. Uh, if I set it up properly, it would show up in roll twenty. I'm gonna hold. So this I'll, is. Um, I'll hold my breath. So this is fantastic so radio. I realize so that you, you got the dice that will transmit the result to will transmit to the virtual table. Yeah. Top. So here we'll try this again. So we're gonna shake, roll, and we're gonna get. I don't see anything. I don't see a thing either. This is like when Bill Gates blue screens at a presentation. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> That's fantastic. Is it not working? It is not working. Not I can working. see where it worked before. You can see where it worked before. It just isn't going to work now. But that's okay because oh, there was, oh, there oh, was thirteen lucky number. Really oh, it only took slow. twenty seconds. Yeah. So, <laughs> but that's good. And and here's why I'm going to say that's okay. Well, that'll be great for pacing. It will be. So, as you know, I don't typically. Um, well, it's oh, wait, still gonna I'm sorry. Here. The second one just came. Oh, here comes another one. We got a vamp a little bit. So anyway, so it's good. This is not working. We're not going to, we're not going to necessarily use this, this method um, because I'm new to physical dice and I feel like in order to get up to speed and kind of figure out which dice are lucky, which ones aren't, I'll just roll all the D20s, figure out which ones are the lucky ones over time. What is happening right now? And then just rotate those in and out. So Donnie, are you rolling a three? uh, Sorry. Donnie has rolled a third time. The third one just came through. Here, we'll disconnect this. Sorry about that, guys. Okay. Well, I was like, I would try it now to see, see if maybe it's caught up. I don't think so. Is there, is there latency going on between? Probably. It's probably. Well, okay. it's well first of all, I'm very impressed by this. I wow. love it. And uh, how much did you spend on your uh, on this was, slow dice? This was not terrible. Oh, I just rolled again. <laughs> I don't know if that's just me talking with my hands. <laughs> Okay, because that time you didn't even. I didn't, didn't. So here, just gestured with the dice. I did gesture. That's amazing. (laughs) Um, Let's not say what this product is. (laughs) (laughs) So it's fun. It's kind of cheesy. I like it. Doesn't work. Period. Maybe as quickly as we'd like all the time. That's okay. Because I don't work as quickly as people would like all the time. So it's well, all right. Knows. I don't feel Neither bad. do I. So anyhow, the big deal is I'll get physical dice. I'm going to roll those tonight. We're going to see what happens. Oh, cool. I, because, you know, so, I mean, I'm. we've all noticed that you are a terrible go, player and roller. You're a good player, but you, yeah, you'll go an hour yeah. without rolling over a five sometimes. Yeah. I've noticed this about you. Yeah, I've noticed it too. Makes me sad. Yeah, you probably more than anyone. <laughs> now, Michael, I hate to change the subject, but I'm going to. Because yeah, I had a okay. second topic I wanted to discuss uh, with you. This one's maybe a little more I serious. I wasn't given an agenda ahead of time. I'm sorry. Um, okay. I didn't realize that that was required. I'll note that for future. The The second is to do with recall knowledge checks. Now, I understand wow. you're not a big fan 
of telling us what skill we should use to roll the check. I True? struggle with it. You struggle with it. I struggle with whether to do it. And my, I would, my feeling on this is uh, like, shouldn't you be trying to figure out kind of what it is, you know? And what so when you say, use, shouldn't and, you be figuring out you, the player or you, the character, should sure. I be figuring it out or should Katala should be figuring it out? Yeah. Well, I mean, Cause like, well, here, here's, what I'm, here's what I'm, here's what, here's why Tala wants to use his athletics to recall. Right. No, 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 That's what we're getting to. This guy buff. Here's, here's what I'm going to, here's what I'm going to say. If, <laughs> if Donnie, bro, you're if, swole. Bro, you lift. <laughs> if Donnie has to know when to roll in occultism versus a religion versus society, whatever it may be. Right. I feel like that is forcing metagaming versus mm, the, point. versus the GM going, I think this is common enough that uh, if you were trained, you would know it's this, right? That's actually a valid point. I, I, because, because otherwise it does force us to like try to figure out, okay, well, and then if it was a free action, I could say, okay, let's make a stab in the dark. But if it costs us an action during combat, like that's a really expensive gamble at that point. And then why do a recall well, knowledge? You've kind of got me thinking about it now, and I'm kind of when I'm sitting around trying to figure out something, I don't say to myself, "Oh, should I try to recall my math knowledge?" Right? Or should I try to recall my English knowledge? My brain is just trying to figure out something that works automatically, right? I mean, yeah, you know. yeah. So, yeah, all right, maybe I'm with you. Maybe I can give you the skill that your person would be rolling. You know? Yeah. Okay. Sure. I, mean, I mean, if you want to make it as a house rule that says, I'll give you the skill, but you have to be trained to roll it. I like that, too. I like then, that, too. Yep. Yeah. Because I, I think somebody trained in religion, if they saw, I don't know, I'm not trained in religion, but if I saw a church pew, I'd be like, that's ah, a church pew. I know about church pews. I do a church. Sit, I've, yeah. you know, those types of things. So, yeah. Like, I feel like some people would, I don't go, oh, that's my religion skill. But you, I think you know where I'm coming from, right? It's the, I, I don't the think I'm going to impose that on y'all, but I'm happy to tell you what skills. You know what? Done. 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 Anyone wow. else have any comments on this? Anyone or should, should I go ahead and make a decision? Can we all get a hero point? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Does anybody even have a hero point? point? Fuck no. We don't use those. We don't, yeah. Stupid we zero use the worst version of hero points. Yep. Yes. Ever. Um, yeah, thank God. So Mitch has that now. Well, I'm glad that we were able to kind of, you know, reach consensus on that. Whatever Donnie, else happens yourself, tonight, like, I, I feel like I had a victory. So yeah, thank your, you. Your dice sucked. You really <laughs> came through with uh, the argument. Yeah. I thank you. Redact that statement. Yeah, but you remember he thank hit you. that uh, he hit the the lonely warrior for like thirty three points of damage or something. He did last episode. He, he he came through, and that that round four was baller. Yeah, yeah. I think he had you know he kind of had a Hulk up moment, and he was able to huge hit on the guy. So it's good. What are we doing now? <laughs> we're, gonna, we're gonna go open door number one. We're in this tomb. Are we still? Uh, we're gonna go explore the other avenues we'll here. I guess yeah, I should do are. my GM intro, right? Oh, sure. I should remind yeah. everybody where we're at and everything. Yeah. You guys are in the Lonely Barrow, um, which is the name of this dungeon. I've never told you that before. Uh, you're in this undead uh, dungeon that was originally uh, discovered by Jubilos Narthropel, but 
you guys came in to clear it out uh, because you understood there to be some kind of undead threat uh, beneath the ground. And boy, were you right. You guys get down here and all of a sudden you see that there's all these like Roka swords depicted all over uh, the walls and this art and stuff, which, of course, Mitchell's been wielding from day one. And eventually you make it into this back room where you fight a white uh, that uh, was wielding a Roka sword that uh, really uh, like zoned in, like homed in on Mitchell and almost killed him. But you guys defeated him. You guys ransack the room. You find this satchel and in the satchel's a note. And in the note is this indication that Mitchell's parents knew uh, Nugra. Of course, Nugra being the... Uh, person that killed Bash, although it was he. Um, and also, your par- your parents knew Boken the herbalist, who apparently has a, a an herbaly an herbaly alchemy shop, you know, somewhere here in the Stolen Lands. Um, there's a revelation that maybe uh, Mitchell's mom died trying to seal this cave from some horrible evil. But why the Roka swords? Why does why did she have a Roka sword? Why did this undead? Uh, white, uh, who apparently was Horst, who was the person you know that the letter was addressed to. Why did he have a Roka sword? So you guys have thought to yourselves, oh, maybe we got to go see Boken. I don't know. To bring it back around, though, you guys are in this dungeon. You guys have just sort of regrouped. And there are actually still unexplored areas in this dungeon. Um, I don't know. I guess turn over to you guys. How you doing? What do you want to do? What's going on in your minds? So I think kind of after that, fight with the white um a lot of us were down the a lot fight. the white fight um we're down hp a lot so i think we're gonna spend about an hour here recovering and uh using focus uh focus spells to heal people up i i would imagine that yeah over about an hour with you know just refocusing only taking what i think 10 minutes or something like that i'm pretty confident that you can get yourselves back up to full hp uh however uh mitch is still drained three mm. i think he'll he'll lose one rank of drained every day after he rests and i'm stupefied for 24 hours so and you're stupefied for 24 hours i think i'm gonna go ahead and say that um Kritala's, uh one hour dose of stupefaction has now worn off yeah fill your hp up i'll just uh, move the i'll just move the timeline forward one hour easy I'm so agreeable tonight. <laughs> I think during that uh, that kind of downtime of healing and stuff, uh, Mitch will ask Sirio if he can have the letter, since it is from his mom. Like uh, sure thing. Uh, is it alright if I hold on to the satchel? It's pretty oh, cool. Thank you. Yep. <laughs> you know, um, Mitch, you, you're handling this letter, and I mean, you look at it, and, and I mean, it's it's your mom's handwriting. Like, when she was at the kitchen table writing checks in your youth. Right. Like, you know, like that's, Signing that's her handwriting for sure. Yeah. Yeah. When she gave, when you turned 10 years old and yeah, she had to sign a, she wasn't there form. when I was 10, Mike, she was gone. I thought well, it was, wow. you, she disappeared when you were 12. Was it 12? Oh, okay. Let's say that. Do you know what I just realized that no kids today are, are ever going to have the memory of their mom at the counter writing checks? Post dating checks. Yeah. <laughs> Time passengers. from the 70s. <laughs> yeah, and also Miss Mitch has taken a really good look at this sword, and he's already trying to figure out ways to possibly utilize it. I think as an inventor, I mean, he has to do some daily preparations to make it work with his skill set. But yeah, I mean it's. You know, it handles a little differently than yours. It's a little heavier. You know, it's it's old. It's it's kind of a different make. It doesn't have any of your kind of 
uh, flavor modifications that you've made to it. But, I mean, it's objectively more powerful than the weapon that you you, you currently have. But it doesn't feel like it's yours. It's, It's whoever this guy's. It's 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 the Force. white sword, you know. And that, yeah, you want Force, it, from him, but it's that's his. Yeah. Is that, you, there's a door right here. Okay. First of all, since Mitchell's seen better days, I feel like Dry and Kratala should be in the front, preferably Kratala. But you know, I'll go up there. <laughs> Kratala's like, yeah, buddy. <laughs> Tip of the spear. Let's do this. Uh, also, while we're moving forward, if Serial, you're trained in stealth or thievery or something like that. Yes, thievery? both. If you could check for traps, I will run quiet allies, and we will sneak up in this bitch the whole way through. Well, we've got uh, uh, Knock Knock for the traps. Oh, yeah. Knock Knock's like, oh, you're all right, Dad. You look, right. You look <laughs> disturbed. Um, Have you experienced weak. some long-awaited character development and uh, <laughs> story <laughs> development? A little wrong out. So this is, I'm assuming this flat part in the wall appears a door. Yes. Okay. So what you've done is you've re-entered the chamber with the trap, and you might recall um, that there are, are uh, closed doors to the north and closed doors uh, to the south. And you guys went through the eastern doors, leading you to the final boss of the dungeon. So well, what? North or south? Do I go north or south? Hold on. I'm gonna roll a dice. <laughs> I was just gonna say. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, so we'll excited. Minutes, then. I'm so excited. Uh, evens north, odd south. It's a four. Hey, hey. even do I need I need to roll a stealth check for quiet allies? Uh, just the person with the lowest mod. Needs Who to has roll. the lowest stealth mod now? <laughs> Hold my beer. Um, I have a actually no, I've got plus seven. I got plus stealth. twelve, plus three. Oh yeah, mine plus eight. Katala. Oh, looks, like, looks like it's Katala. First D twenty roll, huh? Let's do All it. Right. Come on, Katala. Natural seven. A total of ten. Ten. Okay. I feel like these are rolling much better so far. <laughs> right. Well, and, and you get a um, you get a bonus from oh from that dry. quiet allies, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so yeah. ten so plus what's that bonus? Fifteen. But okay. Sirio yeah. um, opens this door slowly. Was it Sirio who was doing it? Uh, yeah, I'll open the door. Oh yeah, sure. Okay. All right. As you open the door, you're, what you're presented with is an empty chamber. Hmm. It's, you know, about 20 feet uh, deep and about 20 feet wide. As you kind of mill around in here, um, you do not see any creatures. But what you do see here is space in the center of the floor where a sarcophagus would go. Yet there is no sarcophagus there, but there's like a little indent in the floor. And then as you look around at the walls, you, you do see that some mural painting was was sort of initiated in this room and then perhaps abandoned at some point. But the, the murals uh, show more of these sort of like Oregon exposed bad guys with Roka swords. And in this room, you see animals fighting back oh, wow. and um that's where Negro was this, this kind of huh. like weather driving the the bad guys away something like that huh so like druid magic maybe uh yeah yeah kind of a primal kind of yeah, magic primal. motif yeah hmm. 
Right, and well, well, even though it looks like it's empty, I'm going to give it a quick once yeah, over with a search. Uh, 16. There's a little glint uh, on the floor covered in dust in the corner of the room. Hey, knock, knock. Ooh. There's a shiny. He scampers toward it on all fours. He runs toward it. Um, <laughs> he retrieves an iron ring. It's like thick. It's like a, it looks almost like a Super Bowl ring or something. It's oh. huge. In his hand, it looks ridiculous. Quick, close the door. <laughs> and he walks it over. So it's like an armband to him. Like he can put it on his arm. Darn near, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bracelet. So he looks like a baby with a rattle. Does Syria detect magic? It it's magical. Yeah, yeah. Can you arcana it, Brad? Knock knock knight. Take a look at that little little guy. Yeah, Dad. Oh my god, <laughs> dude. <laughs> Dad, I'm so happy Just about skip this. Skip a soccer game. He'll uh, disown you. It's gonna be a stupefied thirty. Thirty. <laughs> stupefied thirty. Is it eight, natural eighteen on the die? This is a ring of the ram. Ring of the ram. Oh, ring of the ram, everybody. This heavy iron ring is shaped uh, to look like the head of a ram with curling horns. It, it has a one action activation. Interact. Thingy ding. Let me try that again. <laughs> I think that was perfect. <laughs> Who'd you do? do? Skip me, Bob. Skip. I should do. Once per minute, you can use an action to activate this thing. The effect is that a ram shaped blast of force slams into one foe oh that God. you can see within 60 feet. The number of actions you spend to activate this item from one or two or even three actions uh, determines the intensity of the force. The blow deals 2d6 force damage per action spent and it pushes the target five feet away per action spent. The target gets a DC 22 fort save. Um, So if they can pass the save they won't get pushed as far and they won't take as much damage. But basically, yeah, if you use three actions uh, this this force of magic will do 6d6 force damage and if they fail their fort save the enemy will get pushed 15 feet away. Holy shit. So it's like a nice little item here. Wow. It was just kind of like in the corner of the room and some crap. Just hanging out. Nice roll. That's all Katala would take that if nobody else wants it. He's got to, he's the only one with hands big enough to wear it. <laughs> Anyone else interested in the ring of the ram? I mean Mitchell will take it from him when he dies at some point. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> we can roll we can roll for it. No, no, if I'm just picking up this sword and if I end up making we're a setting sword up work, a that priority is. based loot yeah. system. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mitch calls dibs. <laughs> After Alright, well I'm giving Kritala the ring of the ram. That is the awesome. Ring of the ram. That's actually yeah, this no, is a this is a sixth level item. Uh, oh my god! Worth two hundred and twenty gold pieces. Damn. We expect you to force yeah. push everybody. Well, that's actually Kritala doesn't have any range attacks, does he? Uh, no. Um, no. so there you go. Sweet. Yeah. I can't wait to that one fight where Mike forgets about the ring of the ram, and we're fighting some huge boss on the side of a mountain. Yep. And Kritala just yep. pushes him off the first move. <laughs> a bridge. First action. Three something. action push. Absolutely. I would not like that. That would feel bad to me. <laughs> that feel bad to me. That's exciting. Sweet. Well, I'm glad we checked this room out. All right, let's head uh, to the south door there. No need to um, waste a bunch of time with the sneaks and stuff here. This is uh, an identical room to the one in the north, also bearing a place where a sarcophagus could go. 
also with some mural paintings on the wall. Again, not much, much effort went into them. This this one is sort of um, alchemical bombs and, and things on the wall, explosions, and even alchemical formulae sort of scribbled on the wall in this one. Uh, Mitch will take a look at some of that stuff to see if he can decipher any of it. Uh, make a crafting check. Uh, it is going to be a adjusted 20. There are um, formula for uh, mutagen oh. on this one. Oh. Do I get to learn them? Yeah, you can spend some time and Fuck yeah. copy the formula into your book if you want to. I mean, it would take some time, but... How long would uh, it take? 20 minutes, I suppose. Hell yeah. Do you know yeah. what formulas yeah. are there? D- does Mitch have alchemical crafting? Yes, he does. It's juggernaut mutagen. Oh, yeah. Okay. I'm the juggernaut bitch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, silver tongue mutagen. Nice. Quicksilver mutagen. What's silver tongue? Silver tongue... I think it's like you you sacrifice uh, some of your physical skills to buff some of your charisma based skills. It's like a you get a small item bonus. Sweet, and we can get into the details on that too. But yeah, Mitch, you're, you'll be able to craft some of this stuff now. I, I also yeah. reserve the right to give you additional ones. I'm just you know, like I said, it's like placeholders. You know, like when you when you buy a plot of land in a cemetery, but you're not dead yet. Type situation. Huh. You know, very cool. Kratala rolled a 13 perception. Oh, to search this room? Yeah. Maybe somebody had a better you look. You spend a few minutes kind of scouting. Now that you're tipped off, you know, they're, you know, they're ringing the other one, right? Yeah, you don't see anything here. And in fact, when Sirio detects magic in the room, there's just nothing. Did we do any checks on the paintings? Did we learn anything from those? Or did we fail those? Do you yes. mean the new, the two new ones that you've discovered or the other ones around here? Yeah, I guess, can we roll society on this one to see if we learn anything about these? Or do you want to tell me a appropriate, more appropriate skill? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I can use to recall knowledge. Well, I think that Mitch, you know, with his crafting check on the mural, got the formula. You think it got? Okay. Yeah. 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 Oh, I, I meant that the, was what, oh, that was in the, that would be what you saw with the painting then. Okay. Mm, yeah. 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 Cool. And the other one, yeah, there's just nothing really to be gleaned. It's just, again, kind of a primal motif in the okay. in the northern room. Dry's going to start heading to the door. Um, dry, uh, as you as you cross the threshold oh, shit. into this room, you guys are all rushing your tokens up yeah. to get up. <laughs> dry, you're just kind of leaving, right? <laughs> you look up, and the, the swarms of bats have bats. returned to this chamber. Oh, forgot about the bats. <laughs> like, oh, well. I well, I'm gonna whiplash here. Um, your tokens are where they are. Roll for initiative yep. because as Dry oh, steps no. over the threshold, the bats just swarm him. Fuck yeah, let's do it. I, oh, I don't no. know what else to tell you guys. That's, that's incredible. That's all right. I ain't scared. Fucking just Leroy Jenkins, that some bitch. Fuck yeah. Just walking with my head down. Uh, dry rolled a twenty-three. Serio. Twenty-six. Noise. Kritala. 16. Mitchell. 8. Oh, dear. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What does Knock Knock get? Knock Knock's at a 17. Somehow the people down the hall reacted quicker than Kritala. <laughs> it's all this nonsense. So, Sirio, you're down the hallway, you're back in the trap room, and you're, you're just like, you're like, your mouth opens to go, wait, and... Uh, <laughs> Dry, 
Komei <laughs> walks into the uh, initial chamber with all the bat guano, and you just watch as the swarms of bats begin to descend down upon him. But you have the first turn. What do you do? Ah, well, I'm going to take uh, a move action to move up 10 feet so that I'm in range of uh, what looks to be Bat Swarm B. Bat Swarm uh, B. We're going to drop a flaming sphere on, on the very tail square of that swarm. Oh my god, you just run like a wrecking ball through the swarm. Oh my god. All right, I will uh, make a reflex save for Bat Swarm B. Hmm, that is a 28. Ooh, that's pass. Okay, so the swarm kind of kind of uh, melds around it a little bit. So it's Swarm A's turn. Uh, swarm A is simply going to descend upon both Dry and Hoot. Oh, no. And both Dry and Hoot uh, need to make oh basic reflex saves as these bats just bite and uh-huh. relentlessly at both of you. Dry rolled a 31. Ooh. Hoot rolled a 16. Okay, so Dry completely passes. You just kind of bat the bats off of you. That's right. That's what I chose to go with there. You bat the bats off of you. Um, but Hoot fails and uh, is going to take some damage. His reflexes haven't been great since the uh, loss of the leg. <laughs> yeah, he's, the he's, down, he's down a limb. Yep. I got they, to balance they that out uh, they, found, they found the featherless nub, and they're fighting out his little nub. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's still twitching. <laughs> um, who takes four piercing damage Ouch. and one persistent bleed? <gasps> Dry Colmay, it is your turn. Uh, I'm gonna command who to attack Swarm A because I'm a, I'm more annoyed than anything by the bats. <laughs> it's like what the, what the fuck? <laughs> All right, let's get an attack roll for Mood. Who rolls a twenty-two? Oh, there you go. Uh, that that hits. Go Hoot. So it's eight. Eight. Um, 1D, 1d6 kind of plus damage? two, and I rolled six. It's uh, eight piercing. Okay. You watch as uh, as Hoot bites the head off of a bat and oh. then reaches over and grabs another one with its with his uh, talon and then bites the head off of another bat. <laughs> and the swarm takes some damage. Hoot is just, like, killing bats. I mean, he's exacting revenge for his foot. Yeah. It's has got another action. He does have another. He's going to attack again. Who gets the map, right? Yeah, he's subject to map. So that's a that's a 19 on the dice. Oh, here you go. So that's a 14 plus 9. So yeah, you hit. <laughs> so it's the same thing. Uh, that's 4 damage. Okay. Uh, that time, it's ineffective. Um, it looks like there's some damage reduction to piercing Ooh. that you're observing. Okay. Um, you got two actions left. Yes. Flip back over me. Uh, I'm going to take out the old dueling sword. Oh, yeah. There you go. And I'm going to attack pack A. Sure. It's a 15 on the die. Oh, yeah. That'll hit. Plus 11. Nearly plus a crit. One. But not quite. I get plus one striking, though, right? So that's plus 12. Oh. So it's 27. 27? Yeah. Wow. It's a crit. <laughs> there you go. 14. Jeez. Hmm into B, and then I'm going to attack again with the... What would it be, f- 48 plus 4? You've well, got no, striking. I, I, didn't, I didn't hunt prey. Oh, you, you, got you striking. have the striking rune. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I do. Give yourself another 2d8. Wow. So that's another Good 8. Call, Good call, Chris. I just don't want to okay. make him suck my blood. That's... I, uh, yep. <laughs> I get that. 
Um, you you kill the majority of the bats in the swarm, but the swarm still exists. But you just watch as Dry just sweeps his his Aldori dueling sword through and just kills like fifteen that's bats. That's my that's turn. Badass. Snickers snack. That's, that's awesome. Um, it is Swarm B's turn. Swarms can occupy the same square as other creatures and as themselves. So then you watch with dismay as Swarm B descends upon Dry and Hoot again. You just never know how these things are going to go. I, I didn't do. think that, that the swarms would just be stacking up on Dry and Hoot, but here we are. Dry and Hoot, uh, basic uh, reflex saves, please, as this next swarm goes to work on you. Dry rolls a 20. Pass. And Hoot rolls an 18. Two passes, so half damage. Uh, each of you will take two points. No persistent bleed. Oh, who takes one persistent bleed damage at the end of your turn? So just remember that. Yep. Um, it's Knock Knock's turn. Knock Knock is kind of looking down the hallway here. He's pretty far back, still at the edge of the chamber with the trap. Um, Knock Knock's like, I better get up there. They're yes. going to kill me if I don't immediately fight. <laughs> yeah, so he's... <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna move move his speed. I think it's twenty five. Yeah, and uh, he'll draw both the daggers. Does it take an action to draw each one, or can you pull both out with one action? I think um, I'll, I think he can pull them both. It doesn't. I don't know. I feel I feel like he can pull them both. Okay. That's what I think. But. So he's made it up to the hallway and pulled the daggers, and he's going to try to see if he has seen bat swarms before. Um, mm. Or maybe maybe he's eaten bats, um, so maybe he knows a little bit about uh, bat swarms. Sure. So I'm going to do a recall knowledge uh, nature. Sure. Roll a nature check. Nat 20. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's a delicacy. Uh, <laughs> these are elite vampire bat swarms. Oh. Ooh. Although a typical vampire bat has a wingspan of seven inches and doesn't pose a significant threat to larger prey alone, some unusually aggressive species of these bats hunt in deadly swarms. A churning cloud of vampire bats is much more dangerous than the sum of its individual parts and is capable of inflicting an overwhelming number of bleeding wounds in a frighteningly short span of time. So, look, uh, you know, they, uh, they're... They have resistance six to bludgeoning and piercing. They have resistance three to slashing. They are weak three against area damage and weak three against splash damage. They can fly 30 feet and they use an ability called Blood Feast. Each enemy in the Bat Swarm space takes a D4 of piercing damage with a DC 18 basic reflex save. Creatures that fail this slave, uh, <laughs> creatures that fail this save also take one persistent bleed damage. So yeah, I mean these are these guys are just. There's uh, bats. It's at plus three splash. All right, that'll be Knock Knock's turn. Yeah, plus three to splash damage on them, yeah. Um, Kutala. Uh, first question to the GM, if you don't mind. Okay. Would you yeah, consider sure. the Ring of the Ram currently invested by Kutala? Oh, man. Investment isn't over. It's a, It takes daily prep. prep. Yep. Yeah. But then again, you guys sat for an hour. For 20 minutes. Yeah. So I think before, you guys told me you sat. That was before. Oh, that was before you found the Ring of the Ram. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, I'm gonna withdraw the question. I don't think it's invested. I think it'll be oh, invested okay. in the morning. No, you're welcome. I'm happy to give you a forum to. to I appreciate ask these that. Questions. I appreciate that. All right. Uh, so the first thing that Kratal will do, he will enter Tiger Stance, because uh, we said he's 
He's got damage reduction to slashing, but it's less than the others, right? Yeah, he okay. reduces slashing. They reduce slashing by three and bludgeoning by six. Okay. So, yeah, he'll go into uh, Tiger Stance. He'll move up to be uh, just east of Swarm B, I think. Yeah. Um, I don't think you can flank a swarm, can you? You you cannot. Yeah, okay. So he'll go ahead and do a... Uh, let's do a flurry of blows. All right. Uh, start with the first... I almost did it with the, uh, the electronic dice, but I'm not oh. going to do that. I'm not oh. going to do that. First roll is a natural eight. Yes. Which is not great. Okay. For, a to- for a total of uh, total of 19. You you hit. Are you going on swarm A or B? A is the one that's taking the damage. I'm the one. I'm. What, what are they both in that square? To yeah, A's and A's taking damage. Mm-hmm. Let's put it against A then. Okay. All right, and that's going to be two d six plus four. That is going to be ten damage. And with that, nice. um, Kritala punches a bunch <laughs> of bats and <laughs> destroys Swarm A. You guys know about the urban legend with Ozzy Osbourne. And yeah. a bad, yeah. yeah. I feel like maybe, maybe Bites that would have been inspired. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Who knows? Yeah. All right, <laughs> and then uh, second flurry of blows will be against Swarm B, uh, sure. and this will be at with the map. It'd be a plus seven, twenty-three. That'll hit. Natural sixteen. Yeah, awesome. All nice. right. Then let's roll another two D. Oh, I rolled two D six last time. I was supposed to roll two D two D eight. That's all right. Oh, it died anyway. It's all good. It's all good. <laughs> my own fault. You were holding uh, back. I, I was. I was. So that's going to be nine damage. Nine damage. Nine slashing damage. Okay. Six of which gets through. All right. Okay. That will uh, do it for Katala. Mitchell. Um, yeah. Mitchell will be super effective going here with the slashing weapon. Um, <laughs> which I mean, one I know are you using? I... Are you using your sword? Oh, or yeah. Still using sword? Mine. I have to use mine until I can integrated in um oh it is that's a flavored thing though right that's no it's like uh the actual well for megaton strike it has to be you have to oh, daily prepare oh you i see okay interesting gotcha okay i'm sorry please continue which that's actually what i'm going to do i'm going to use one action to move up to the bat swarm and two actions to megaton strike the bat swarm <laughs> okay <laughs> goodbye <laughs> bat swarm <laughs> if it hits <laughs> it's a uh, fucking just shouldn't roll dice today it's a natural one Oh no! Oh, <laughs> oh dear! Wow! I, I think I think you need a, a megaton fumble card. Yep. Megaton fumble. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that was an awkward attack. You are flat-footed until the end of your next turn. Ooh, oh, Mitch, you just can't be really in tip-top shape right now. No, no, he's not. Uh, with the, these, uh, you know, awful revelations that you've had. You know, was Mitch maybe holding out hope that he would find his mother? Yeah, I think he kind of still is, you know. But there was also kind of a this whole, you know, not knowing like what she was doing thing. Yeah. So yeah, he's he's got some stuff going on for sure. Yeah, he's having some. Yeah, yeah, he's like me. Um, never mind. Um, <laughs> I was going to tell a story from my past and just decided against it. Um, okay, that's. I guess that that concludes Mitchell's turn, yep. right? Super, super good. Yeah, Serio. All right, we're going to maintain the flaming sphere and move it over Bat Swarm B. So it's kind of going to be between Dry and Hoot here. Okay, you just fling that sphere through the swarm. Natural one. On hey, hey, that's a hey, critical there we go. failure. 
let's have the uh, weakness. Uh, it's area damage. I'll, I'm going to rule it area damage. So you'll get a plus three bonus to this roll. And so that's double damage on a crit fail? Mm-hmm. All right, that's 19 fire plus Whoa. three, so it's 22 fire damage. Wow. 22 fire damage. I, I mean, the sphere just destroys this. It's a one shot. I mean, it's basically, it's it practically would have been a one shot, but Crutella softened it up for him. Um, but yeah, I mean, you just, the sphere just flies through and just uh, envelops the bats and they just fall down to the ground, burnt, singed, and they, they're, they're gone. I mean, the fight's, roasted. fights, it's done. I guess we'll hold on to the flaming sphere. We won't retrain it just yet. I was going to say, I think I felt like the uh, flaming sphere maybe got a little bit uh, threatened and decided to <laughs> kind of show up and put in some work. That's what you got to do. So Dry is going to look at all the dead bats in the ground. They're everywhere. And, and then just kind of wipe the blood off of them and laugh and start keep walking out the door. Like, <laughs> they're just like, what all the right. fuck was that? They just that? keep walking. Well, yeah, because they, they showed up in, I guess, in like six, maybe seven seconds. They right. were done. They were all gone again. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they just like swarm around you so quickly. <laughs> you just start slicing and dicing them. Hoots tearing heads off. And then this flaming. Oh, and then Grutala runs up and. Punches a bunch and then Mitchell misses. Comes up and does nothing. <laughs> Mitchell does nothing. And then, yeah, the flaming sphere finishes it out. And that, gentlemen, is the end of the dungeon. Oh, <laughs> yay. Congratulations. Yay. We, I love dungeon crawls. That was fun. <laughs> hey, anybody yeah. know what date it is? You know, uh, I, I can't tell you specifically what date it is, but I do know that you expect there to be a full moon in four days. Ooh. Oh, oh four, damn it. Good to I was, know. I was going to, earlier when we were all in oh. that bottom chamber, I was going to poke Sirio in the back with the silver blade and just look at him and see what happened. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> should we like poke him and just see? Oh, what do you do? Yeah, so, so should um, we head back to Fort Trand to see if our emissary from uh, Rustoff is back? So you want to go back to? Well, I'm just worried about and resupply and King Werewolf over there. Yeah, so that's four days away. It's going to take us two to get back. So yeah, yeah. Just to we got to we got to buckle him down in the room. I mean, that's right. We happens. sent somebody there to go see if we could get some information from uh, Brevoy, right? Some yeah, somewhere. yeah. Okay. I mean, I think over the two days, I think we need to talk about like what happens if our envoy comes back, and they're like, "There's nothing we can do." Like what? What? What are we gonna do if there there is no help? We're at our own devices. I mean, we could we could bleed him. See if that helps. And we could just lock him <laughs> was, in a room. Wasn't that was, wasn't that a thing in the medieval days? They would just bleed somebody if they were just sick. Bleed you, yeah. Oh, you know, actually, um, <laughs> bad humors. Beaky's cage. Beaky's is still, cage. We, is Beaky's oh, cage yeah. still there? Oh my gosh. Yeah, Beaky's cage is still there. Yeah, we could sell tickets. We could make money that way. <laughs> I don't. Uh, so I, I kind of hear this discussion going on and I kind of pipe in as like, I don't think that's good for my image. Um, no, I, I, I can understand. I can understand being secured in the cage in case I wolf out, but um, I, I don't want to sell tickets. No, yeah, I make good money and I can appreciate that, but uh, I just yeah, don't, we don't under, necessarily undermine my authority to the kingdom that we've got a werewolf for a king. That too. Yeah. I just brother, I'm telling you cage matches draw. People, it puts butts in the seats, guys. So I'm not saying so you we do stick it now. Somebody in, I think it's a good it's a good idea in case the kingdom thing doesn't work out. There you go. Right. Well, it, but hey, you know what? What if the tax 
tax windfalls stop happening. <laughs> like, we got to have a way to make money. This, I'm just well, saying. In Kritala, when you say cage match, are you jumping in the cage with a werewolf? Because I'm sure as hell not. Uh, we'll see. Maybe maybe <laughs> that'll be like a lottery. Like if you survive the werewolf, you oh. gain half the admission fee. And so we'll draw more people in. Free t-shirt. Kind of a blood. I, I turn into a blood sport a little bit, but I don't want that. <laughs> I don't want people to get hurt. Let's not do that. Just, just turn into werewolves. Just turn into werewolves. Yeah. Then we can have a pack of them. Right. That'd be a way to take over kingdom. kingdom. We could just mm. we could just send Sirio and a pack of werewolves into somebody else's kingdom right before they change. We could do that. <laughs> okay. All of this is getting so cut that out. Was our <laughs> it was travel Sorry. travel discussion. <laughs> I thought I thought maybe there'd be a. Mike just took the moment to prep while we were talking. And yes, I did. (laughs) (laughs) No, okay. But in all seriousness, I I like that idea of kind of going to the, getting back to Fort Tran, like finding a secure private area where we can be like, look, King, you know, we need to secure you when this full moon comes out for a few days. Even if, I mean, let's be honest, even if they, even if we think we have a cure, I think that first full moon, whether they've had the antidote or not, yep. I think Sirio needs to spend the night until we hit midnight and we know he's not going to turn, right? We'll call so. it a quarantine like he's sick. There you go. Something. Quarantine. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's a ticket. I'm just under the weather. Give him Zoom. Under the weather. Give me Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> okay. With with the sort of a couple uneventful days of traveling, uh, you do arrive uh, back at Fort Trand. I've rolled some weather stuff for you guys. I thought it might be interesting if you guys, you know, got slowed down with a blizzard or something like that. Oh, shit. Into the full moon, <laughs> which I thought would have been kind of cool, but I rolled it out and no, it's clear. I will tell you one thing. It's, it's cold. The cold season has set in and, you know, I'm picturing you guys in your winter clothes, uh, sitting in this trolley, kind of getting back home. And I mean, it is just, this thing I hate cold heat. No, does not have heat. Things are, are kind of as you as you left it, I will say more and more people come in every day. Okay? I mean you are growing fast. You've received word back from Lady Jamondi. You know, my, my understanding is that you didn't tell her who had, you know, lycanthropy, but that someone has lycanthropy. Is that true? Yeah. The message contains this information. It said there's an herb called wolfsbane. And if the afflicted can consume wolfsbane and survive its effects, then they are cured. Well, now the question is, where do we find this wolfsbane? I bet we could find it from an herbalist. Spoken the herbalist. Remind me, um, what was the shop guy's name? The the, the two that owned the... uh, Oh, Oleg and Svetlana? They're backing up their trading post, right? They're not down um, here in Fort Trant. They didn't relocate? No, no. Oleg and Svetlana are still at, okay. their, at their trade post. Is there any of the locals from that area that are at Fort Trant? I forget. Just because we can ask them about Boken. Just basically, oh. I want to ask around town about Boken. Oh, when we get here about You know, the, you can okay. certainly ask around town about Boken. No. Okay. Svetlana and Oleg and Keston Garris. They're all back All in. All know Boken and because Boken, you know, will will for himself, he'll resupply at Oleg's from time to time. Um, And actually, remember, Boken was the one that delivered the uh, the herbs to do the ritual for Bashk Trand. Right. Okay. Uh, But in any event, uh, no, I mean, you can ask around town about Boken if you want to, though. But, yeah, I can't. I I don't know. We'll have to roll to see if anyone knows anything. 
Okay. What do I roll? Just a society. Make a make a um, diplomacy check diplomacy to check. yeah. Gather yeah. info. Sierra can do that too. Yeah, gather information. We got a twenty-two. There we go. Yeah, between between your efforts, yeah, a couple citizens have have heard of Boken. I mean, he's to call him a fixture would be an overstatement, but you know, you you learned the location of his of his uh, house, which I I think is already on your map. Yeah, so if if you guys are referring to the to the Stolen Lands map here, they they are about a two days ride away from Oleg's. Uh, Boken is, but you know what, what you learned about Boken is that you know he's he's kind, but but he can he really keeps to himself. You know he's a bit of a hermit, doesn't really leave his his uh, home. He's happy to sell herbs, happy to sell alchemical items. Uh, talented, uh, perhaps at one point was a was a powerful alchemist, um, but you know today simple shopkeeper, just kind of eking out a living. In uh, in the, in the middle of nowhere, is wolfsbane something that he would have? Is that a common herb? Is that wolfsbane is uncommon? Um, it, it he could have it. Um, he could know where it grows. Are you you know asking about wolfsbane and stuff? Yeah, with the people. Yeah, yeah. Yep. yeah. Uh, yeah. So it's possible he has it, but you know, I I didn't really um, tell you. Well, about Wolfsbane, though, like it's it's pretty bad. Um, so Wolfsbane um, inflicts uh, a poison on you after ten minutes. The duration of the poison is six minutes. At stage one, Wolfsbane will deal twelve d six poison damage over one minute uh, to the creature. Uh, like it'll deal twelve d six damage, and then you know one minute will go by. And then at stage two, it'll deal 16d6 poison damage. And then Jesus. one minute will go by. And then at stage three, it deals 20d6 poison damage. So we start getting into like... Oh, my God. Well, can can Sirio survive a dose of Wolfsbane? You know, and the, the problem is going to be, you know, massive damage. Yeah. It's... Wow. Uh, yeah, it's, it's tough. I mean... He doesn't have to. We can just lock him up once a month for a couple months. Well, yeah. the problem is if like we're in the middle of a dungeon crawl or something or exploring, and he goes wolfy. I mean, we should just we'll just bring a muzzle with us everywhere we go. I mean, Mitch can convert the the whip to have like a cage in it, or like we could lock him in the car. But oh, there you go with, with the window cracked, with the, with the window down, with, with the window down, with the yes. window cracked. Yes, and the music on, and a bowl of water. <laughs> and, and I think we're, we're back at Fort Trand. We know what's going to happen this month i think it would be a good idea to secure uh some wolfsbane just in case we want to go that route just so that we have it but knowing knowing the effects and serious i mean he's he's not frail but that's that's a lot of d6 especially if you get to stage three so having yeah. some kind of uh i think uh, we, hospital ward or some kind of a regimen to to deal yeah. to Can deal he be with healed it. in between um, those yeah yes absolutely yeah, you can. Yeah, so and the fort, the, the the difficulty class for the associated fort saves is thirty. Whoa, oh, man. Oh, that's so. Right. It's like you crit fail, and you're going to have to do six. You, if you crit fail, you might have to do five doses at stage three. You wow. know, so every once a minute, you take twenty d six. God, if we only would have saved that cloistered cleric. Right, <laughs> really handy right now. Ooh, yeah, that's yeah, the I only mean, way to get rid of the lichen thing, though, is with wolfsbane. I mean, that's what Jamandi tells you. I mean, I think that some high-level spell casting might work too, but she doesn't have any of that. Yeah, we'll we'll hang out in the uh, the owlbear cage 
this month, but I, I think we need to visit Boken just to find out more about yeah. Wolfsbane and if there's any other um, methods and, or procedures to deal with. Uh, and we can recon uh, reconnoiter all these open spaces up there. While we're yeah, on our, on our yeah. way there, there's a lot of green belt stuff we haven't hit. So, well, and I think yeah. we need to talk to Boken about what we found in that dungeon. Right? Yeah, yeah I was thinking Brad yeah, would yeah, probably just, want to have a conversation with him too. Yeah, like if, if we weren't, if if as a group, if we weren't going up there you know, as our next step, I think Mitch would take a, a private party, like a group, and go up just because this is very important to him. So yeah. Um, also, I, I would like to do is send the same runners that came back with that information back to Lady Jamandi to see if we can get an update from the other excursion. That, sure, uh, Amistralov's party. Yep. Yep. That uh, has your Chuck. dad in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, sure. Yeah, you do this. Um, okay. So a day goes by. Back at Fort Tran, you're resupplied. You're all healed up. Everything's hunky-dory. And the night of the full moon, you, uh, Sirio, uh, just wears a pair of uh, nylon <laughs> pants and Tearaways. no shirt. And <laughs> I borrowed one of Cretella's shirts. There, one of the yellow ones. <laughs> you place the king in a cage. In in the cage. And um, are you taking security measures? Or are you just kind of like... I think we all just sit... We all just like kind of camp out in the room right. on the other side of the cage just to make sure that he's okay. Right, sure. Like, we're not just going to leave him. Yeah. You know, squeaky toys and chew toys. (laughs) Have some some beef jerky. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You you know, and I'm kind of thinking about, you know, how does the, um, how does the stag Lords fort kind of the construction there? How does that relate to like your town hall? Because we know the fort became the town hall. Right. So I, I have to believe that after the renovations were done, you know, perhaps you guys sort of built around the fort a little bit and that the cage itself is just sort of off in a corner somewhere, you know, or maybe along one of the stone walls, you know, of the, of the town hall. I was thinking maybe we made it like into a holding cell. Right. Oh yeah. Maybe it's the jail. It's the the town hall. Yeah, of course. Yeah. It's, it's the detention facility. It's the, you know, so that's fine. No one's there. You don't have any crime. So you put the King in there. Uh, (laughs) Three of you guys sort of stand around. You lock the door. One of you guys is holding the key. I'm sure. And Sirio, you sit down on a simple wooden bench, you know, wearing a pair, but wearing a pair of pants and nothing else. Um, and you guys wait. We changed the nameplate from Beaky to Sirio. Yeah, that's right. Consent, <laughs> <laughs> you write the name Sirio. <laughs> Mitch, Mitch is still stupefied, so he probably spells it wrong. Oh, yeah. God, yeah, right. Oh, yeah, and I guess your uh, drained is slowly going away, too. So, good. And a couple minutes pass, and the minutes turn into an hour. Are you guys talking about anything? I think Mitch is Do like nothing. all about the next trip and he's got a map out and he's like, this is, we should go here. We can go here. We can definitely like trying to sell it to the guys like, Oh, we can recon- reconnoiter. Oh, we can go check out all these things in between here and Boken. You know, Tries laying on the floor with who trying to do as little as yeah. possible. You know, Siri is just kind of sitting in this empty, uh, this empty cell. Oh, he's, he's nervous and excited at the same time. Um, I, kind of want to know what this experience is like hmm. he's he's all about experimenting and experiencing new things so this this will be exciting for him what if he likes it <laughs> do you want like mitch to record it like to to draw like sketch and kind oh of yeah get a written record of it do we want a written record of the king turning into a werewolf i mean yeah if make it more- <laughs> just so so serial can read it oh yeah i get that 
with, with a big burn after reading written on it. <laughs> yeah, I picture maybe, you know, Mitch with a sketchbook, uh, both writing uh, notes, but also maybe making rough sketches of, of uh, cereal. <laughs> Draw me like one of your French girls. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I think, you know, real, real rough sketches, but we, I think after the fact we we look at them one by one the, the first sketch depicts Sirio sitting on a bench kind of hands folded between his legs kind of looking around and you know the the another sketch shows Sirio now uh having fallen to the ground and he's like face down um and you know Mitch maybe notes off to the side that at this point Dry and Kritala have a discussion about, well, is he sick? What's happening? Do we need to check on him? Is he breathing? Right? Do we open up the cage? What do we do? And eventually the decision was reached. No, we can't open the cage. And then the third drawing you watch is like Sirio's back muscles are becoming like more pronounced, like grayish, right? And like hair beginning to sprout out of his back. And then off to the side, Mitch notates um, horrible screams, agonizing uh, cries and writhing coming from the king. And then uh, the third panel just shows uh, this this werewolf version of Sirio just throwing himself relentlessly against the bars time and time and time again. And then turning uh, uh, turning uh, to the to the back wall and like clawing at the walls and clawing at the at the at the window through the window you can see the full moon and like this is not this is not a cool thing that's happening this guy is going insane you know Mitch notes off to the side in the margin like clawed so hard at the walls that his fingernails came off Jeez. his hands were bloodied his palms bloodied you know uh, bashing his head against the bars against the wall hurting himself horrible awful experience afraid for his safety afraid that he might not survive the ordeal and then uh, the final notation is that this went on for hours for hours just this 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 bottomless uh font of energy and rage and um just horrific growls and screams and after a few hours of this he just eventually collapses to the ground and over the next 10 to 15 minutes he slowly shrinks back uh to his uh regular body and I mean he's nude at this point I mean this is the clothing was in tatters and uh, as he shrinks back down just whatever was left of 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 the pair of pants he's wearing is just it's just rags right and just falls off of his frame and with that he he just sleeps he's breathing shallowly on the ground with his hands and his fingertips and his fingernails just obliterated and his face is just bruised unbelievably. His eyes are swollen shut. He's got lacerations all over his head. All of it can be fixed, of course, with healing magic. It's not so anything permanent has happened here, but the trauma 
uh, that he withstood uh, throughout this awful experience cannot be overstated. That was tough to listen to. I can't imagine how yeah. hard that was to watch. Dry's gonna when Chris falls asleep. Dry's gonna open the cage door, and while he's sleeping, just try to feed him as much of a healing potion as he can get down his throat. Yeah, just to and, get him some some kind of relief from the pain. Yeah. As you as you do that, like yeah, I mean his um his wounds knit closed, and I mean you know before long, he's looks unaffected. Chris, for your character's part, he has no memory at all. Oh, wow. So I don't remember anything. I just kind of basically black out and then wake up totally blackout, bruised face, banged up head, hands. I I guess I was clawing at the walls or. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, going going into this, Syria was all about the experience and now not being able to remember any of it. Um, he's like, well, but we don't want to go through this again. Um, so, yeah. Any, any way to cure this or get rid of this affliction, um, since you lose total control, can't remember anything, um, I, I don't think we can use it to our advantage. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we need to get rid of it. I mean, you look to the walls of the cell. Is the cell going to hold over a long enough time? You guys are going to have to do some work to this thing. He could force the bars. He could break. He could, he could uh, damage the rock work enough to, to escape. Maybe. I mean, you, you, you don't know. Um, but you look at the scratch marks, the scrapes, just the, you know, I mean, it's, it's really something. So Kritala, Kritala kind of looks over and, and uh, he goes, "Hey, brother, do you know if it's gonna be one of those weird months where somehow we have multiple full moons in a row?" <laughs> or do you think it'll be like normal <laughs> physics or we just have one a month? One of those three day uh, full moons? <laughs> one of the Kundal special there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, it seems clear um, to you all now that this A, no one can know that this is going on. Right. It threatens, you know, the king's legitimacy. And, and B, it must be cured somehow. Yeah. So honestly, the question is, can we leave for Boken now to see if we can figure out some way to help cure this? Or do we need yeah, to wait I mean, an additional two days to keep him locked up? Uh, yeah. I, I think my only con- consideration for you guys is that you know, at some point we're going to have to spend a 